Welcome to the Unconventional CEOs Podcast, an uncharted journey through the world of business, life, and everything in between through the lens of two women with ADHD. We're your hosts, Gwen and Latrice, the neurodivergent CEOs who've cracked the code on running successful businesses while managing the beautiful chaos of life. We're here to share our unfiltered experiences, insights, and wisdom with you. Whether you're an entrepreneur seeking unconventional solutions, a fellow neurodivergent CEO looking for inspiration, or someone who loves a good story, you have found your home here with us. So buckle up, get ready to laugh, learn, and if we are lucky, be inspired as we dive into the world of the unconventional CEOs and our latest hyperfixations. Now let's vibe. Hey, Gwen. Hey, Latrice. I'm super excited to be here with you again today. How are you? I'm good. It's always lovely to see your face and to talk to you. Same. Today, I am excited about the topic, but I also know it's going to be one that needs to be talked about more if you ask me, which is the role of vulnerability in leadership. So vulnerability. As somebody who isn't neuro, neurotypical. <laughs> that too. <laughs> vulnerability in general is definitely one of those words where I know for myself, I used to shy away from. So Same. what feelings, I guess, do you get when you hear that word like vulnerability or to be vulnerable? What I think of is like a belly up, soft. Okay. When I first hear it, that's what I think of. Let me say this. Like my, it goes to like a a very soft kind of weak, right? And that's always been my thought. I actually have grown and I don't currently think that, but I've still battled with like the initial instinct is like vulnerability equals weakness. Like I, I can be hurt. And I think more physically than emotionally when I think of that, like I'm vulnerable to attack, you know, but I mean, shoot, that's grown. I've grown tremendously in that regard as far as actually being vulnerable. And I mean, opening up about what shaped me, the experiences that's given me the knowledge to be able to accomplish what I have, overcoming. It all started with a willingness to be vulnerable. I had to start. I had you have to start there. I feel like that's the growth starting point is like the willingness to be vulnerable before you even get into like the leadership side of it. I agree. What about you? Yeah, I think vulnerability for me is actually, I would say the same. I used to equate being vulnerable with being weak. I used to think that tears was a sign of weakness. So I never wanted people to ever see me cry. But I do, I will say that as I've gotten older, the more I've learned how important it is to actually be vulnerable for you to be able to share who you are, your story, you know, the reason why you are the way you are. There is a lot of power in vulnerability. Now, when I think about vulnerability and leadership, you know, being able to ask for help and being able to also relate to the people that you work with and understand their backgrounds and why they are the way they are takes a certain level of vulnerability on both parts, right? My part as a leader and their part as well. And even going back to when I was an employee, (laughs) being able to have that space to be vulnerable with management, which sometimes felt like it was pointless because I felt unseen and unheard. But 
I didn't want it to deter me from not being able to do that because I understand how important it is for me to be able to share, you know, my my issues or my struggles, my weaknesses, and also be able to ask for help. And it's so funny to me because I feel like in today's world, there are so many things that people are saying, like the word strong. So many people are like, don't call me the strong friend. I don't want to be the strong friend. And for me, I feel like everything is about positioning and how you define it. Because my definition of strength is not one of like, oh, I'm the strong friend because I can handle everything because I know I can't. But I feel like there's so much strength in asking for help. There's so much strength in loving someone. There's so much strength in, you know, being able to just say that, hey, I lack this and I need this. To me, that takes a certain amount of strength to do. So strength isn't just about like, oh, I can handle everything. Strength is also recognizing when you can't and saying, okay, this is a bit too much for me. So yes, I am strong and I don't mind being strong. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. So even when it comes to, to business, whew, vulnerability is one of those things I think is like high on my list now. It used to be very low and I'm kind of glad that I've outgrown that idea that it met weakness, but it's definitely one that I think I lead with alongside being authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot. I think that since I've started my business, maybe not the first like year, I will say I really was like, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to say yes to everything and I'm just going to learn it. I mean, I very quickly like put myself to burnout doing that. And I think it was more when I got to the point of managing teams where it was like, I really... I knew that the vulnerability and creating the relationship started with me. I set the tone for how that was going to go. And so opening up a little bit about like, hey, you know, I've been there, like I've been in your shoes, you know, I totally understand it and I need you to do this. It created a relatability and it created a relationship. And I maybe it's just how I did it. Maybe it's the people that I worked with, but I never felt like it depositioned me either by being vulnerable. It felt like the teams and the people that I like worked with, they looked up to me and they, I feel like it's made people work harder for me. Where like, if I was just some hard ass that was like cracking the whip and not being willing to like, share pieces of my story when appropriate, like I wouldn't have created that connection that creates that almost like a sense of loyalty. I mean, you know, it. like you, when you have a good manager, you have like a good leader within a business. It, let's say, you know, an employer, like I've had a couple very good bosses that I had very great relationships with. And it started with them sharing pieces of themselves because then it allowed me it gave me the permission to share pieces of myself. And then like creating that trust allowed me to like then share, okay, well, I'm struggling with this piece of it, which then if I was able to share that, I was able to learn more and become a better employee. And that's honestly how I've been able to like, I've been I've been pretty blessed with like a couple really amazing bosses that kind of took me under their wing and like 
I was able to create that relationship because it really like excelled me in my career before I started my business too. And I think having that as an example has helped with me being the leader and also using those bad leaders as an example of what not to do and how it made me feel, like you said, unseen, unheard, unvalued, like how I never wanted to make somebody that was working, quote unquote, like under me to feel that way. I definitely agree. And I know, I mean, I've had a a few, not a few, I've had quite a few (laughs) managers in my lifetime before I ventured into entrepreneurship. And that whole, like them sharing a piece of them, the majority of them didn't. I think the dynamic between employees and managers are the worst dynamic because I hated it so much. And I only had a few managers that were true leaders because being a manager and being a leader are two different things. But of course, the ones who had the great, like had the best potential when it came to being leaders knew how to be vulnerable enough to share pieces of them, which like you said, gave me the space and gave me permission to feel like I could do the same. I could trust you with these intimate details about myself to let you in to my thinking and understanding of like why I operate the way I do. I always tell people, for me, what made me understand how powerful vulnerability was, was like in sharing my own story. And when I tell people, okay, like I've been, we all have a story. We all have been through things, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been through quite a lot in my little bit of years on this earth. And, you know, I lost both of my parents before I was 18. And I've had to pretty much take care of myself most of my life. I am used to being independent. I'm used to doing things on my own. And I think in not having that parental guidance, and you know, the, the love and the compassion and all that, that also too made me think that vulnerability was a weakness because without my parents, I really felt like I was alone most of my life. So I had to develop this hard shell of like, I don't need nobody. I could do it myself. What I need you for, I can take care of me. (laughs) Like that was my entire mindset. Like, no, I don't need your help. I'll figure it out. (laughs) And I kind of just developed that mindset over time of like, I can't tell people too much about me because they'll try to use it against me. And I don't want anybody to try to use it against me. (laughs) And it was literally just getting older and surrounding myself with different types of people and slowly opening up more and more, realizing how powerful my story was to them. And that that's the beginning of my understanding of why being vulnerable was so important because people would take away from like, well, I think about, I've literally had people say this to me, when I think about all the things you've been through, I can't be anything but grateful because like you've been through so much but you're still here. Absolutely. I worked at a juvenile detention facility years ago. And one of the things that the gentleman there asked me when we were working together, he was like, you know, when you think about all you've been through, what makes you different from these kids? Like, how did you come out on the other side of it? And I told him, I said, to be honest, I don't know. I think for me, it was my will to want better for myself. Because even when my parents were here, both of my parents were on drugs, unfortunately. I didn't have a stable like home as a child. I moved around a lot. I dealt with a lot, you know, and it's even more to it than that. But I did not let my circumstances 
dictate who I would become. And it took me being vulnerable enough to share those pieces of me for people to truly understand like, oh, well, if you can get through that, then I can get through this, you know, like, because sometimes Mm -hmm. people have the, we as humans, we are quick to say, oh, you don't know what it's like to go through X, Y, Z. And you don't know. But when I explain to people, oh, I can give you a laundry list of the things that I do know and the things that I have experienced. And that was that was what made me realize like people need to understand like we all hurt. We all grieve. We all go through so many things, but it doesn't mean that we won't turn out okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not an opportunity for growth. I've had people who have, after opening up to them, them going, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised. I had no idea that this this was like the type of upbringing you had or like your youth was like this. I thought you had like a silver spoon in your mouth. I was like, <laughs> if you only knew how not true that is. And like, same, I mean, like, my upbringing was rough. Like, honestly, there's no reason that I, there's no logical reason that I'm as successful as I am now. I should have been locked up. Like if you would have looked at the trajectory of my life as a kid, when somebody, they're no, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to preface it with like, when people used to ask me when I was a little kid, what you wanted to be when you got older, it was a race car driver. During my teenage years, I was like, I don't know, like work at Taco Bell. Like I have no vision for my life. Like literally, it was just kind of like how and how you said, like somebody asked you, like, how did you, how are you any different from these kids? Like I was that kid. I was in constant trouble. Like, and it was like, by the grace of God, I somehow managed to not like and to turn my life around. Part of it was out of spite, I think of like, you know, my dad telling me that I was going to end up just another statistic and me being like, oh, oh, yeah, let me prove you wrong, because I'm going to let me tell you how much that's not going to happen. And I thank God that I had my kids when I did. I think that they saved my life. And I mean, I think my daughter hands down saved my life because that presented me the ultimate opportunity to show vulnerability and leadership as a mother. Yes. And that has influenced everything in my business. You know, like who I have been as a mother has influenced how I lead my, any teams that I work with, any business that I go into. It's like with loving accountability and openness for like what I expect, who I am, there's grace, but there's also, like I said, that like, okay, like this is what I'm not going to accept. And being vulnerable enough for, because even sharing boundaries is super vulnerable. It feels again, like you're sub- potentially subjecting yourself to like being criticized or like having the side eye or whatever. And it's like, it's an act of love. It is. To, to like have those boundaries in place and be vulnerable enough to share them. I mean... It's everything. I feel like, especially professionally, I will tell you that I have maintained relationships with 99% of the team members that I've ever worked with because of the role that I've played in their growth. 
and like how they've like kind of looked up to me and like really appreciated the the guidance that I've given them. And that is something that I am so proud of. Like I genuinely love that part of like having owned my own business and meeting the people's, like my clients, team members that I've been able to like create these wonderful bonds with. It's like, it's like icing on the cake for me. I think vulnerability really leads to self-compassion and compassion, right? When I think of, you know, parts of my upbringing and how I interact now with people, it definitely led me down that road of always being able to be compassionate because I remember being in, was it middle school, maybe? I remember coming home or going to school and, and no, I actually was coming home and we, oh, I was young, me, my sister and my brother, because I'm the oldest of three, realized at that moment we had got evicted. And it's nothing like walking up to your apartment and all of your things are on the side of the street. And even at that age, I remember like my brother was super young and I remember him like trying to grab things out of the bags and I was just embarrassed. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, let's let's go. Let's go. And he's like, but it's ours. And I'm like, nobody needs to know this. <laughs> but mm-hmm. even thinking back to moments like that, how deeply I feel for others because I know what it's like to be without. You know what I mean? I know what it's like not to know where the next meal is going to come from. I know what it's like to feel like you're you're not loved. You're not heard, even within that family dynamic. Because when I lost my father, you know, I went to live with other family members. Because like I said, my mom was on drugs, so she didn't work. And being in an environment of family, of people that are supposed to love you, but those are the people that's telling you what you're not going to do. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not going to be able to do this. Like I had to deal with that throughout my entire teenage years. And I had to develop in myself, you know, I am, I'm enough. I like me. I'm smart. I'm pretty enough. You know, I am a nice person. Like, I don't care what they tell me. I am all of these things. And I'm not going to let even the people that's blood related to me tell me any different. So, yes, ma'am. <laughs> it, it definitely took a lot. And it did really actually, yeah, I can see how that is relative to the type of mom I am. You know, how I am with my children, my daughters. Like I treat them the way I show up for them the way I would want, I would have wanted someone to show up for me. Absolutely. Same. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could go on and on literally about that. And you have like, I'm like, holding back tears on just like how beautiful it is to hear there's I mean I've learned things about you in this in recording of this that like I'm like very touched on and it makes me have it makes me hold you I already hold you in a very high regard but like in a higher regard it's like thank you for sharing that with all of us like these pieces of you I love getting to know you and Look at even again, a like display of vulnerability for who knows who's listening to for this. who knows. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ashamed of my story. It may no. be me. <laughs> Absolutely. And those are that is that right there is the message. 
It's like no shame in the story. It's made me who I am. And there's so much strength in the vulnerability to share those pieces. It doesn't need to look perfect. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I side eye anybody who portrays perfect because it's not real. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> but you're right. We could probably go on forever with this one. But for the the sake of time and our listeners, especially if they're anything like us with short attention spans. <laughs> nope. Time to wrap it up. Yes. So until next time. Until next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Unconventional CEOs. We hope you enjoy the candid conversations and found inspiration in our unique perspectives. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you loved what you heard. Your feedback helps us reach even more listeners who might benefit from our insights. And if you want to stay connected with us in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Unconventional CEOs. We're always sharing tips, behind the scenes stories, and more. Until next time, remember your neurodiversity is your strength and success can be created on your own terms. Keep embracing the chaos and don't be afraid to be unconventional.